You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome, everybody. It's time for the Rewind. It's me, Joey P., Joe Pizzafia, and with me tonight and every single Sunday, the band is back together. The Blues Brothers, the incomparable duo of Joe Pizzafia and Dan Strafford. Dan, it's like an abusive relationship. No matter what happens, we all somehow, some way, find our way back home to each other. And here we are, you and me. How are you, Mr. Strafford? Hello. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, it's good to be back. Always good to be on with you, of course, Joe, and talking fantasy football, both uh, season long and daily. Here is going to be a lot of fun looking back at the day that was and uh, what implications it all has. And uh, crazy to see the number one overall pick in a lot of leagues maybe out for a long, long time. Oh, gosh. And that's just the beginning of the crap exactly. fest that was week one. Welcome in to NFL football. Fantasy. Yeah, you know what? I have a theory about this, Dan. Now, I'm gonna it's throw this a, it's out a barbaric there. sport that we love. Is that your theory? <laughs> well, that's that's a good part of it. But no, the, here's the theory I have about why week one every year is such a crap fest. Okay, here it is. Ready? Preseason sucks. Yeah, that's right. Preseason sucks. They they play. They basically haven't played in two weeks, right? So everybody comes out completely flat for the most part. It's just like oh, pulling teeth, trying to get everybody to back up to speed and back in the groove. If they just played two preseason games, played for a quarter, then played the starters for a half, play the scrubs the rest of the time, then go in to play football, I don't think we'd have such awful week one football. I, you know, it's it's completely possible. I don't know what the right answer is, and I'm I'm putting this caveat out there. I'm not comparing the NFL to college football in the sense of the skill level, but colleges don't play preseason games. Now, a lot of the colleges play almost pseudo preseason games where they have a cupcake week one, right? They have some sort of matchup that they should win in some way, shape, or form the better teams. But I don't feel like you see as many injuries week one, and maybe it's spread out over more teams. But the Allen Robinson, the David John, like. There's just a lot of names here that could potentially be on the shelf for a while. And we got interestingly low scoring games where we didn't expect them. You look at the zero zero for way too long of Seattle and, and Green Bay. I'm with you. I think something has to give, right? Something has to change in the way we get prepared for each season. Well, Dan, we've got three hours ahead of us, and I'm sure the two of us can come up with something some way to figure out how to better the NFL, right? In three hours, we could do I, that. I, I, I think so. Give us a half hour. Half hour, half hour, and then just or you, keep replaying or, the show. You know what? Well, no, they, everybody gets their money back. Oh, oh wait, it's free. Oh, it's free. darn it. Oh, I hate when there's a catch. All right, we got Kevin Walsh running the ones and twos tonight, making dreams come true. He's producing the program. Uh, John Lobb from Football Diehards is going to join us in the second hour. But in hour one, what we're going to do is we're going to go through Every single game, pick it apart. We'll do the get around. We're going to get around the entire league. Hour one, we'll do all the big news and injury notes and break that stuff down as well. Then after hour two, when we talk to John Law, we'll do a little release the hounds where Dan and I kind of let go of some fantasy rage about some things that irritate us. And I'm sure between Dan and myself, there's going to be a fair amount of that. Then our studs and duds will take a, a look ahead to Monday night's games. That's right. Plural. 
There's an S, the two Monday night games. And I'll look forward to week two because for some of us, we'd like to turn the page. And we'll also take your calls. Turn the page. Turn the page. For the love of God, turn the page. And if you want to sound off, if you want to call in and release the hounds, the number is 844-843-6879. We're going to hit a break when we come back. So begins the get around. You're listening to The Rewind with Dan and Joe on Fantasy Sports Radio. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Fantasy Rewind here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Pizzapia, Dan Strafford, the OGs, baby. Dan, we've been doing this for a decade now. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Actually, we were talking about uh, talking with the wife about doing the show and just uh, it's just getting back on the bike. Just that's you know, right. making it work. It's right. You never forget how to ride a bicycle, right? That's what they say. That's what they say, at least. I'm sure there's someone who has, but I, I don't want to meet that person. Well, that guy's an idiot. I don't know who that guy is, but screw that guy. You can't get on the bicycle. Come on. You got to be able to get back on the bicycle. And we're going to get on the bicycle right now. We're going to take you around the league in a little segment called The Get Around. So, Kevin Walsh, hit that music, and let's get around the league. Oh, Danny boy, let's start with the New York Jets, shall we? <clears throat> yes, sure. it's going to be a long season for the New York Jets, and uh, I wish I had stuck with my original idea of taking the Jets in my survivor pool. I did not. But with Josh McCown, uh, no touchdowns, two picks. Tyron Taylor, the other QB in this game. Damn, people were a little worried about. But two touchdowns and a pick, 224, had 38 rushing yards. Taylor looking a little bit better than he did in preseason. Do you think it's positive from here on out for Tyrod Taylor? I do. It's been that weird offseason for him with trade rumors, the firing of a GM. Like, it was just a mess. So I think the preseason was a, a little bit of just getting back in comfortable in that uniform. I think he'll be fine, but we have to remember who he is. You know, he's not a... a 300 400 yard passer he, he will do it in in pieces and will give you touchdown some week and will give you some rushing the next week so i don't expect him to to vault himself into the top you know five quarterbacks in the league but i think he'll be fine uh this seems like a pretty typical outing for him 16 to 28 for 224 and two scores um and when Lashawn mccoy is going well it's just going to make tyra taylor look so much better yeah mccoy was the star of this game for sure 110 on the ground uh and added in 49 through the air for him on five catches. That's what you want out of LaShawn McCoy. Uh, no touchdowns for McCoy, which is a bit of a bummer, but a great day nonetheless. But the Jets have a, a long, long season, and we're going to a lot of trolling against them, I'm sure, this year. All right. The defending NFC champions defeated the Chicago Bears 23-17. to uh, It was a little tighter than people might have realized, but as time went on, obviously the uh, the stronger team did survive. Matt Ryan, 321 and a touchdown, but it was Devonta Freeman really who kind of, you know, was the building block there. 37 rushing yards with a touchdown there, but Austin Hooper, baby, that big 80-plus yard run, that was the one that really did him in. 128 for Hooper on just two catches and a touchdown. Uh, 88 yards on the big one, but you think Austin Hooper becomes a fantasy relevant tight end or is this a one-game wonder? I think this specific stat line is a one-game wonder, and we have to be cognizant of that. Two receptions, 128 yards, that's an anomaly. That doesn't happen for a tight end. 80-yard receptions don't happen for tight ends for a good reason. Um, but I do think Hooper's somebody that could really thrive this season for the Falcons. 
um, as they try to get their wide receivers involved, Hooper over the middle will be always open. So uh, I like I liked Hooper a lot coming in as a very late round, even free uh, agent waiver wire pickup this season. And in the daily game, as long as he remains cheap, he's good exposure to this Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah, and speaking of uh, <laughs> some new blood, how about Tariq Cohen? I think I was at his bar mitzvah when we were kids. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It sounds familiar. Sounds about but anyway, right. yep. Tariq Cohen, how about a day for him? A uh, little Darren Sproles kind of action. Five rushes for 66. He also had eight catches for 47 and a touchdown. Tariq Cohen, most added guy this week on the waiver wire, Danny Boy? Yeah, I mean, if you're in a league where... I assume Kareem Hunt is, is off the waiver. I've seen some people say, oh, I can get him first pick this week. He should have been drafted. But um, if you're in a league where Tyreek Cohen isn't the number one, I don't know who else is off the waiver wire. Like, there's no one jumping off at the, the page at me like, oh, he has to be added. Um, Cohen looked great. And a lot of it is the eyeball test. And a lot of it is what he'll be able to do against specific offenses. The, the uh, Sorry, defenses. The Falcons are not the best defensive team, uh, so that certainly helped out uh, his ability to get on the stat sheet. But it was fun to watch and somebody to keep an eye on as the season goes on. All right, speaking of a pretty good defense, Baltimore Ravens uh, looked stout today against the Cincinnati Bengals. My goodness, four picks and a fumble for Andy Dalton. Just just take the ball. I don't want it. I'm Andy Dalton. I don't like footballs. I don't want to hold them. Just you, you take it from me. Uh, and unfortunately, they just got shut out. This was brutal. Uh, on the plus side, Jeremy Macklin had a big 48-yard touchdown catch. Gotta love that. Jeremy Macklin uh, getting it done. Danny Woodhead didn't take long for him to get hurt. He was carted off there. So guess what? Remember uh, Terrence West? Yeah, that's right. Terrence West is going to be the guy here. And look, uh, 80 yards and a touchdown on the ground for Mr. West. I'm loving it, man. Now Terrence West has zero competition. It looks like heading into next week. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things across the season. These things tend to shake themselves out. You know, we tend to get injuries or just somebody stepping forward um, and making it happen. Uh, Intrigued to know your thoughts on this game and whether or not you think it's something going forward about Joe Mixon for Cincinnati. He had eight carries, which was most uh, out of Hill and Bernard and himself, but just nine yards. And um, obviously, as the game goes on, you get some garbage time uh, action for different backs. Do you think Mixon, you know, gets out of this as the lead back as the season goes on, or or are we stubborn here in Cincinnati and uh, Bernard and Hill are, are going to be just as involved? Well, I got to tell you, Dan, for me, I think this is going to be something fantasy owners are going to have to deal with for a while. They're going to have to go in probably, I think, well into October before we get a clear answer on this. And I said it going into drafts. I said it's going to take a while for Mixon to run away with this job because Marvin Lewis is going to want to play Hill, play Bernard. You saw Bernard get a lot of action today, too. I just think it's going to be frustrating. I will say this, though. In a week or two, it's a great buy-low opportunity for somebody out there to get Joe Mixon on the cheap for a big second half. Because we're all said and done. He will be the guy. It's just a matter of whether or not you can wait for your fantasy team. All right, this game in Cleveland was a lot tighter than people might have realized. In fact, for the first quarter, it was real tight, but then eventually Pittsburgh did take it over, and really Antonio Brown took over this game with 11 catches for 182. You know, David Johnson went number one overall, but every year, Dan, is there a more safe, reliable entity, high-end, than Antonio Brown? I don't think so, and we can't be surprised by this output. Uh, Cleveland, I I said coming into today's game um, that I I thought their defense would be better this year. I think they showed some signs that they may hang tighter in games than people expected to begin with. Um, I think they do have some offensive weapons too, but 
you can set your watch die to, to Antonio Brown's output every Sunday. I, it, it just it there each and every week and just seems to be so damn consistent. Yes, Lev Bell and David Johnson may have bigger upsides some weekends, uh, but if you're looking for a floor uh, in your daily fantasy lineups, it, it just seems like Antonio Brown is really the way to go. All right, and unfortunately, Le'Veon Bell looks like he's going to need a little bit more time to get his legs under him. Just yep. 10 rushes for 32, but that's not shocking. You know, it was one of these things where he's going to be amazing out of the gate or he's going to be this. I think there was any in between, and certainly it wasn't. Deshaun Kaiser made his debut, so let's let's bring that up. 222 through the air, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, you know, not a terrible debut for him. Kind of a sad game for Crowell. It was nice to see Corey Coleman, though, getting involved and staying involved. Him and Kaiser seem to have a thing going on, which is possibly bad news for Kenny Britt owners. But what are your thoughts on Coleman going forward? you think he's going to be the guy? I do think he'll be the guy. It looks like Kaiser is not an in-between quarterback. You know, it's, it's either a run or a deep bomb. Um, and that, that's where Corey Coleman comes into play. A, a good debut for Kaiser. Uh, 20 for 30, 222, a TD. Better than McCown, you know. like, like It's, it's going to... It's going to be rough for Cleveland again this year, but they showed some signs here today that Kaiser might be the right choice, and I think Corey Coleman's an elite talent uh, that's going to give them major upside on the deep ball. So I think this is a big opportunity for owners to look at this team and see if they want to stash someone like Kaiser for a bye week or see what his matchup is when your QB's on a bye, and maybe he, he gives you just enough to get by that week. All right, Detroit Lions, and kind of a surprise, I think, all of us. Bested the Arizona Cardinals in Detroit, 35-23. Put up a ton of points on what's supposed to be a pretty good defense, especially in the secondary. Carson Palmer looked all kinds of bad in this old. game. You know, he looked old. He did look old. I mean, and we know about old. You and I, we know yep. about old, and, and we know what it looks like, and it's starting to look like Carson Palmer. A lot of bad reads from him, a lot of bad spots. Not happy at all with that debut from Palmer. Three picks in this one. David Johnson, that injury could cost him as much as six weeks maybe more. We're still waiting on word from that. Larry Fitzgerald did have 6 for 74, though. That's one positive if you're going to take a positive out of this game. Uh, I guess a lot of people get running to the waiver wire to pick up David Johnson's replacement. But look, Matt Stafford on the other end. Huge day. 292. Four touchdowns. One pick. Uh, nothing on the ground as usual. Uh, uh, Amir Abdullah sucked. I mean, let's be honest. He, he sucked. Uh, 15 attempts for 30 yards. Dan, can you do the math for me? What's the average uh, yard per carry on that? Hmm, 15 attempts of 30. You know that math? It's bad. It's bad. Very, very bad. It's two. two. Okay, it's It's, two. It's bad. I don't know. (laughs) Amir Abdul is running out of time, Dan. He's running out of time. But where else do they go there? Like that, they've just made poor choices at running back. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Zach Center is not the answer. Yeah, obviously not the, you know, not the way to go there. All right, so we are going to continue on. We're going to break down the rest of these games here. We still got a lot to get to. By the way, Golden Tate in that game, uh, ten catches for one oh seven in this one. Look, uh, Amir Abdullah. I mean, you're on notice. I think it's safe to say right now. We still got a few other 1 o'clock games to get to and break down. Plus, we've got the West Coast games and some surprises and some not-so-surprising results in this one. We've still got a whole lot of highlights for you on the Fantasy Football Rewind, and we are really just getting going here. Man, this feels good. It feels right, Dan. It feels like we're back at home together. You and me doing radio again, making dreams come true. I love it. All right, so stick with us, kids. More Fantasy Football Rewind coming at you. Fantasy Sports Radio Network right after this.
Welcome back, everybody. It's the Rewind. Joe Pizzapia, Dan Strafford with you. Hitting all the highlights for you. And we've still got a whole lot of games to get to. Dan, by the way, I was, uh, you know, going through, we are talking about, you know, anniversaries. And you and I started doing a podcast back in uh, 2007, was it? Yes, Something sir. like that, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, trying to figure out, you know, if, if we're doing this for 10 years now, if we're officially 10 years, uh, I, I think uh, it's Longer diamond. than my marriage. Well, outlasted mine. (laughs) Oh, good times. Uh, That's why I'm so happy. (laughs) You can tell in my voice. But anyway, uh, diamond jewelry. So Mm -hmm. I'm expecting something nice because 10 years diamond. This is kind of a big deal. And I don't want you to just, you know shrug it off i want you to, right. to recognize what's going on i here. will uh i will uh get you a uh, framed photo of city field oh a baseball diamond okay diamond, very there good it is. There, there you it go is. nice very good i was like the baseball diamond uh, part of uh the great muppet caper you know yes. when they're like <laughs> yeah yes. you know like, i love that when they end up playing baseball with the actual diamond uh-huh. yep. see that's good that's good theater that's good bits all right we've got a lot of good bits for you too so let's crank up the music machine again, and let's get to the highlights here and get back to the get around because we've got uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and we've got the Houston Texans. So hit that music, Kevin Walsh, and let's get going here. Dan, I got to tell you, man, I was uh, shocked. Yes. Shocked that Dismayed. the Houston Texans did not win this game. I was absolutely shocked. I, I, this was my lock and all the Survivor. If you lost Survivor because you listen to me, I'm sorry, okay? I went down with the ship. Trust me, I did. I couldn't believe it. And not only was Tom Savage dreadful, which I expected, but Deshaun Watson then even came in this game. Blake Bortles somehow figured it out. But look, the only fantasy story here is Leonard Fournette, 26 for 100, a touchdown, which is great. Then on top of that, the negative, you got Allen Robinson, who looks like he's going to be missing some time, Dan. Yeah, it's a big one, I, and that's a tough one to replace. And yeah, it, he's a roller coaster ride, but he has gigantic upside. And you were looking for him to put up some stats this year for you that could potentially be well off the board uh, if he sees a, a significant amount of time that he'll be missing. Uh, it does push the question of the Hearns and and who had been moved down the depth chart um, and some of the other wide receivers there whether they're worthwhile. Portals was fine, you know, <laughs> he wasn't right. good though. I don't even this know if defense he was fine. won the game. I mean, what's the what's the beneath the word for adequate? Whatever is beneath adequate, sufficient? No, he was present. How about present? <laughs> present? Yeah, he was present. Right? Blake he played, he was played present. football on Sunday. He played football on Sunday. He showed up there and he didn't throw a pick. All right, so there you go. Uh, the silver lining of your Texas fan looks like the Deshaun Watson era that started. Uh, and also, he did seem to have a little rapport with DeAndre Hopkins. So if you're a DeAndre Hopkins owner, good times. By the way, the Lamar Miller era is going to be coming to an end pretty soon, too, this year. just want to brace everybody for that because uh, guess what? It's, uh, it's coming down the pike. All right, Oakland and Tennessee. I think we all thought there's going to be a little bit more points in this one. 26-16, the Oakland Raiders win, but... You know, I, I think, I don't know about you, I was a little disappointed on the Tennessee side. I will say this, my takeaways from the Tennessee side of this one, Corey Davis, if you don't look at him and see a, a big-time potential wide receiver, I don't know what you're looking at. He does have some T.O. qualities about him when he's on the field, so that was positive. It was good to see Delaney Walker, 7 for 76. Good to see Sharp Matthews still getting targets going his way. Murray didn't look sharp, but on the other end, Dan, Carr did, Crabtree, Cooper. Basically, it looks like the Oakland Raiders offense just picked up where it left off last year. 
I, I love this team. I think they're going to be one of the best, if not the best, in the AFC outside the New England Patriots. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a fun team to watch all year. Defense just needs to be good enough um, with the offense they have. And Crabtree and Cooper are going to go back and forth, and you're going to have weeks where one exceeds the other and, and vice versa. But they're going to be fun to watch. I, I'm not buying necessarily Marshawn Lynch's 18 for 76 as something that will be replicated week over week. Um, but I, I like uh, Oakland a lot. From Tennessee, you know, you want to see more out of Mariota. Um, he continues to have these sort of games, it feels like, where the elite quarterbacks don't. Um, it's not very efficient. No TDs. You don't like to see that. Um, but he is getting Walker the ball, and, and that's a, a positive sign where he knows his tight end is his best receiver. Um, so getting him the ball is positive to see. Overall, I think I agree. I would have liked to see this Oakland score up in the 30s and, and Tennessee in the 20s somewhere. But uh, week one tends to be a little bit more sloppy. So hopefully as the week goes on, weeks go on, we get better games. Yeah, let's hope so. Kirk Cousins, we all know he'll get better as it goes on because he was vintage early season Kirk Cousins in this one. Missing wide open guys all over the place, not even looking their way. I mean, it, it was just classic Kirk Cousins. I'm sure everyone will get annoyed and start yelling and screaming and bitching and moaning. And then three weeks from now, he'll be having 300 yard games with three TDs and everything will be great. But uh, on the other end, too, oh, the rushing game, you know, he had as many rushing yards as Rob Kelly. So, so much for anyone being excited about Rob Kelly this year. You know, volume is some things. It's not everything. Uh, I would say the big stories for the Washington side would be Terrell Pryor, 6 for 66. He was getting a fair amount of attention. Grant also useful in this one. Uh, Crowder was all banged up, so I don't do too much about that. On the other end, Dan, Carson Wentz, 307. Two touchdowns, was mobile in the pocket, looked good. Uh, Laguerre Blunt getting involved. And Nelson Aguilar, my goodness, 6 for 86 with the touchdown. He had the 58-yard TD on the broken play. And uh, I'm going to say it right now, Dan, I'm making a bold prediction. Uh, this will be the best game Nelson Aguilar has all year. <laughs> That, I, go. I was going there. I was going there as well. It, this feels like one of those where people will rush to add him on the waiver wire, and and they will be uh, extremely disappointed. You like to see that Alshon Jeffrey had three catches for thirty eight yards. Yeah, it's not a dominant performance, but you want to see uh, a connection between him and Wentz as the season goes on. I still think Alshon Jeffrey has some some to give here. And Zach Ertz, uh, you know, he was a chalk tight end in daily fantasy for a reason. Uh, with Jordan Matthews out of the picture, you assumed Ertz would see a lot of targets, and he did. Uh, eight receptions. 93 yards we'll get it done he's not an extreme athlete like I don't want people thinking this is Antonio Gates out there for the Eagles but he's good in space he has good hands and Wentz clearly trusts him so Earth is going to be somebody you can trust I think week over week for the foreseeable future yeah you just gotta hope that he starts getting that end zone more I mean that's actually yep. gotta look for I mean you know as much like eight for 93 that's fantastic we all love how involved he is we just want to be a little bit more red zone efficient and uh, it was good to see LeGarrette Blunt on the field and and looking okay, looking very LeGarrette Blunt-esque. So all those LeGarrette Blunt owners, I think, can take a little bit of a breather because they had a, a rough offseason. All right, I'll tell you who's in for a rough start to the season. It's the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, my goodness. They got absolutely drubbed by the Los Angeles Rams, 46-9 to in this one. Scott Tolzien didn't even make it out of this game. He uh, ended up getting replaced by a guy who's been on the team <laughs> for a couple of days, basically. Jacoby Brissett. Jared Goff, 300 yards, one touchdown. Todd Gurley, 40 yards on the ground, but uh, he also had 56 through the air on five catches. Cooper Cup, 
four for 76. I love me some Cooper Cup. The touchdown Sammy Watkins made his debut for the Rams, five for 58. So uh, I think it's safe to say, Dan, uh, Jeff Fisher was just the worst football coach ever, right? <laughs> um, maybe. Uh, that, that may be up there. And uh, this Colts team is... It's pretty bad on defense, even if Andrew Luck is there. And let's be honest, like, yes, the interceptions don't help and and turnovers are always going to be a problem for lesser uh, skilled players. But this defense is bad. And and with uh, players missing in the secondary, the the Rams went right after them. They they went right after them and and Goff did what he had to do. 21 for 29, 306. They'd love to see more scores there. They'd love to see a couple more TDs, but he didn't have to. You know, the field was shortened for him over and over again. So uh, this was just a, a, a... absolute drubbing by the Rams and one that uh has got to hurt in Indianapolis right now oh yeah definitely got to hurt there Hilton and Moncrief combined for 107 and four receptions between the two of them so not a good day there and it's not going to get better anytime soon all right let's get to Green Bay Seattle what was supposed to be the marquee exciting fun matchup well it's basically a snooze fest I'm sorry I watched this game too it was a snooze fest 17 to 9 You know, Aaron Rodgers did cross 300 yards, though, in classic Aaron Rodgers fashion. Just one touchdown. Ty Montgomery had 54 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Uh, Jordy Nelson, 7 for 79 and a touchdown. So, you know, you're vintage Packers. I wish it was a little bit more Devontae Adams in this one. There's a whole lot of Randall Cobb, though, 9 for 85. Is this a Randall Cobb renaissance or just a one-day kind of thing? You know, that, that's something while watching the game I was really wondering about. Now, I'm not much of a, a defensive uh, football mind where I'm not able to sit there and break down secondaries or anything like that. But it did seem like they were playing well off in the secondary and that Cobb had a lot of room to, to work underneath when he was running the, the crossing route. So I wonder if this is more a game situation uh, for, for those out there who enjoy the, the phrase game script, which I despise. Um, I, I think it may have just been Cobb's number. Uh, Jordan Nelson still had seven receptions, 79 yards and a TD. I don't think we're getting a Cobb renaissance. I think this was uh, circumstances. The other side of the ball, Russ Wilson, you know, they struggled. Um, and he always it, does against the Packers, you know? And it's amazing to watch. And uh, the, the one thing to watch on this was uh, Aaron Rodgers, he, he takes hits. He's always done it. He likes to get outside the pocket. They're fine. But he got sacked a ton in this game. And if this Green Bay offensive line can't protect him well, that's going to be a tough year for Aaron Rodgers owners who reach for him in the first round in, in normal standard leagues, trying to get the top quarterback or in the top three rounds, I should say, uh, to get Rodgers. So uh, that's going to be something to watch, whether or not sacks really become a problem. All right. The last game here was another blowout. Carolina Panthers rolled the 49ers. Newton 171 with two touchdowns in this one. McCaffrey 13 for 47 on the ground in his debut, plus 38 on five catches. Hoyer wasn't great, 193. Obviously, they moved the ball if you like. Pierre Garçon, though, six catches for 81. So Garçon was what we thought he would be, like a little bit more for high, but unfortunately the game got out of control, so a little bit more passing than rushing. Uh, but we'll see if that can carry over there. And by the way, one more note, too, since we've uh, hit all the games here. I want to go back to that Green Bay game real fast. The leading rusher for the Seattle Seahawks was Russell Wilson with 40 yep. yards on the ground. So that rushing game is in all kinds of problems. All right, that'll do it for the get around. That'll do it right now for uh, week one. We've still got action going on, though. We've got, of course, the night game, the Dallas Cowboys and uh, the Giants going through and we are going to get you caught up on all the latest news on Odell Beckham Jr., on David Johnson, on everybody else going all over the place. We've got uh, still a whole lot of football to talk about. 
And uh, really, it's just good times over here. So stick with us. More Fantasy Sports Radio coming at you right after this. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Pizzabia, Dan Strafford, rocking and rolling through week one in the NFL. Dan, I did something fun today with the kids. For those of you who don't know, uh, I have, uh, well, you'll get to know us. Uh, I have two daughters. They're uh, five and seven, and Dan has several daughters now of varying ages because <laughs> he's a glutton for punishment. And I did something fun with the kids today. We actually did like a pick em. We did all the one o'clock and the four o'clock games. And I had them go through, and they separately came in and to the office, and they and I asked them, okay, who do you think is going to win, this team or this team? And they went through each team, and the, whoever got the most right got to pick the story that we read for bed tonight. And I thought that was like a fun little thing, right? And they it totally worked. They were totally interested in the outcomes of the games more than I thought they were ever going to be. Now, I don't know if it's going to last you know, past week two. We'll see. It's also staggering in week one how well they did compared to me. Now, I still won. I just want to put that out there. I, I barely. I Actually, I tied. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a liar. I tied. I tied with the five-year-old. The five-year-old nice. and I have the same skills in picking NFL. But if anybody's trying to get their kids in I, to, to the games and trying to get them to stop being obnoxious while you're watching the games for five minutes, I highly recommend this. It's a, it's a fun little thing. Get the kids involved. Get them to understand the teams and who's playing who and, and how that works. And put something up that uh, they actually care about, like uh, you know what story gets read at night or something like that. What do you think, Dan? You like it? I mean, you you were prop betting with your children, but that's fine. I, I dig I'm it. I'm prop betting um, for story time. I'm well, not prop hey. betting for like you know a car. <laughs> for ne- next, next it's for lunch money. Next it's um, <laughs> listen, listen, kid. <laughs> what do you what do you got? There? What do you got? There? Fidget spinner. All right. If, <laughs> Come if you want, if you want the chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a little All right. extra. All right, over under. Okay, let's 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 make. You know, I don't think they're gonna be picking with the spread anytime soon. But we'll, I call we'll heads the next five coin flips. If that happens. By the way, Porsche. if you do want to do that, go to mybookie.ag and put in the code BLACKBOOK for my Fantasy BLACKBOOK show, and you can go on there and you can make any wagers you want. You can go in there. It's it's fun. Uh, you can go in there, wager on the games. Uh, it's it's a good time. You can go out there, and, and I got to tell you, it's there's different contests, different things. You put in the, the promo code BLACKBOOK, and uh, mybookie will actually match 100% of the uh, deposit you make, uh, the bonus. So that that's always a good thing. You like that. They have live in-game betting. Uh, and look, it's a good time if you want to, you know, you don't have to bet big. You go, you make a couple of wagers, whatever you want to do. But that's mybookie.ag. You see what I did there? You see the segue? It's a segue. I, I, have a, I don't have a segue for this one. Um, but uh, Ian Rappaport reporting that the Jaguars have made it official. Allen Robinson has torn his ACL. Oh, another ACL. That's the fourth one now, right? Edelman? Oh, fantasy-wise, anyway. I don't want to yes. discount anyone else who had a torn ACL in preseason. But fantasy-wise, we had Merrith, Edelman. Where was ACL too, right? Yes. It wasn't PCL. I think it was it was ACL, right? It might have been both. It might yeah, was he both? One of them was both. I maybe it was where who had both. I couldn't remember it was I have to go back and look. One of them I thought was both PCL and ACL, but I mean just brutal. So Allen Robinson now another blow for that team and uh I guess you can elevate Alan Hearns. All right, let's start there with hot digs. <laughs> Alan Hearns gets elevated, Dan. Uh, because now all of a sudden you've got uh, no Allen Robinson the rest of the season. I I would say um, that's not a good take. I'll go D.D. Westbrook there. I, I think D.D. Westbrook for Jacksonville was big in the preseason. He didn't suit up this week because of injuries. 
they Alan Hearns just got pushed down the depth chart. I, I think he's out of favor there. Give me give me DD. Give me DD the rest of the way. That's a hot take for you right there. All right, hot takes here. We uh, look at the <laughs> we look at the board of quarterbacks. Uh, we all know Alex Smith had himself a hell of a career night on Thursday. That's for damn sure. Uh, hot take here. Alex Smith leads the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl this year. Hot take? That's a hot take. That, oh, that yeah. Is, um, I'm just throwing these out there. Because, you know, I mean, people it, as are a Jets fan... As a Jets fan, I would love for that to happen because you, you, it means the Pats aren't there. Um, but um, uh, yeah, that's a good hot take. I like that hot take. I, you know, the hot take I have is if that Eric Jared, Barry, if Barry was healthy, I think it's a better one. That's such a shame. That's another that is one. Another I, one. Oh. It is a savage sport we're talking about, and I think we all know that. But when you look at what. And, hey, they get paid lots of money and they make choices to play the game. Great. Like, absolutely, I'm not saying, oh, woe is them. But it is a brutal, brutal sport that we all root for every Sunday. Um, and, and you see what these guys go through with the, the torn muscles and, and ligaments and the broken bones and the concussions. And uh, the, and you hear enough. We don't know him personally, but Eric Berry coming back from the illness and uh, has always been regarded as one of the best uh, people in the sport, so tough to see that. My hot take is that uh, Jared Goff finishes the season as a top ten QB. I think Ooh. I think he's going to put it together. I think if, if and the big thing, big if here is if Sammy Watkins can be a legitimate wide receiver one. I think that's enough of a a, a star helping Goff there, and I think Fisher being gone helps him out a lot. I, whatever it was about mediocre Jeff, um, he just brought everybody down around him and. <laughs> I, I, I think worst. Goff has the opportunity. Now, I think Wentz is better than Goff. I think that Wentz is going to be the better quarterback long term. But I think Goff has an opportunity in what could be a very uneven year at quarterback because of injuries, because of aging, um, because of you know matchups. Uh, I think Goff, uh, hot take week one, uh, will we'll have a, a top 10 fantasy quarterback season. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, man. You know, if Cooper Cup plays well and Watkins plays well and Gurley plays up Cooper to Cooper I love I Cooper Cup. Why? Of course, like scrappy. there's so many people. Exactly. Like it's just it's like That's everyone that on code Twitter. for white guy in the NFL. It's, it's so scrappy. It's so he's it's... scrappy. You know, he's he, better he, than they give him credit for. He, he doesn't mind sticking his nose in there. He's, what, he's, what he's, a, mean? he's a wait, hustle guy. Wait, time out. Where is he sticking his <laughs> yeah, nose? What the hell? I'm not sticking my nose in there. Who the <sighs> hell told you to stick your nose in there? What kind of pile of sweaty men? I'm not sticking my nose in there. Um, Team, are you running I, here? I, I, it, he just he just became the sort of pre. He reminds me of uh, and he's not Ricky skills that was. He's, he's Ricky, Ricky Pro, but no, he reminds me of what's his name in Green Bay that everybody loved every preseason. Oh, I'm gonna forget his Jeff name. Janice. J, uh, Jeff Janis. Like it's just that well, name that became a sweetheart. No, sure. he's he's in that mold of Danny Amendola on the Rams. He's in that mold of Ricky Pro, also a Ram once upon a time. You know, he's in that mold of that kind of wider. And I think that's a that's a good get for a young quarterback. You know, a guy who can go over the middle a little bit. A guy who is, you know, got very look, the one thing you can say whatever you want about Cooper Cup. He's got good hands. So, I mean, that's that's a positive. So that's going to make Goff better and give him a little bit more confidence, which is which is very important. All right. Terrence West, lone wolf right now in Baltimore. Hot take, Dan. Terrence West finishes as a top 12 running back this year. Oh, that's a hot take. Um, I don't see that happening. I, 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 Well, you know, that Ravens offense is hard to... I know Flacco's elite and all. I don't want to, uh, you know... <laughs> To, to, to I sense his some name sarcasm there in your uh, voice. How, like, how do I feel such that? A, 
football quarterback position is such a weird like with Stafford the contract he got Carr and and obviously uh, you had Kirk Cousins essing uh, the bed a bit here to start the the season uh, when he's in the contract year and all that he's dealing with but they're just going to keep getting paid more and more money so good for them like obviously um, but I I put West outside the the top twelve. All right, fair enough, fair enough. You got a wide receiver hot take for me besides my Nelson Aguilar one from earlier? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, I think you, you nailed that one on the head. Um, I, I think that... Uh, sell. <laughs> sell. If you own Nelson yeah. Aguilar, sell. Sell right now. That's always a good conversation. I, you see, uh, I know Jake was in on it uh, after the uh, Gillisley... Outburst on Thursday about sell high, and he and uh, Salfino and and uh, mm-hmm. other Pianowski uh, all went back and forth on whether sell high, sell low exists, and we've talked about that many times before. I think football more so than other places it does, and I think that when you do it and you do it right, you at least see if uh, there are people out there who want to make it happen. I will say my hot take at wide receiver is going to be that Kenny Galladay uh, out there in Detroit is top five in touchdowns at the wide receiver position on the year. Galladay, celebrate! I I like I like Kenny Galladay. I think Galladay is going to be one of these all or nothing guys, though. Uh, and because he's all or nothing, I think he's going to sh- fall short of that. But he's going to have some weeks where you're very happy on him. He is like he is like just the definition of GPP wide receiver, right? Because he's going to be dirt cheap uh, most of the time. You know, you never know what it's going to be. It's uh, to me, I think that's that's the way to go. I'll give you another one here, Corey Davis. Uh, a pretty for a guy who didn't play much of the preseason at all uh, looked pretty good in this one. I'm saying Corey Davis is going to finish the season as a wide receiver one. What do you think of that? I, he has the legitimate talent. Um, we've seen it before uh, where guys can come in off off a, a, a no show uh, preseason and make it work. So I think he could be up there. Uh, what do you do? You think Randall Cobb was for real? You asked me that question before. Do you think it's a Randall Cobb uh, renaissance or do you see? No, you see this being just a one-week wonder. I I think that they did a, a you know he was pretty decent last year. You know he, he for for whatever reason, you know he didn't pick up the mantle where everybody thought he was going to. And when when Nelson went down, and then it's kind of followed him ever since. And you could say whatever the reason is, maybe it was injuries, maybe it was just pressure. I don't know, but he never did. I think he'll be good, not great, deep leagues, relevant as a flex. All right, we're gonna hit a break. When we come back, Dan Stratford and I are going to pick apart some of the news for you on everything that went down and more of the injuries from week one. You're listening to The Rewind right here on Fantasy Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Rewind. Joe Dan Stratford here with you uh, leading up to the top of the hour and lots of news and notes to get to uh, at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll break it all down for you. The injuries and uh, the players to move, players to hold on to, players to try to trade. Uh, heard uh, for the break, uh, me bring up uh, Mike Gillisley. Uh, somebody that uh, hopefully you're shopping if you're an owner now. Not to say you couldn't have similar games in the future, but uh, those sort of point outputs will not be capable. Same with Kareem Hunt. I mean, let's be honest. If you believe you can get better value, and that's, that's the thing about trading, guys. That's, that's the big key here. Don't overvalue your players. Kareem Hunt is a talent, and Kareem Hunt is very good, but are you getting that output from him again? That seems somewhat unlikely. And yeah, he's a bell cow and all that great stuff, but if you can get a good trade that makes your team better, maybe you're stocked at running back. Maybe you have, uh, well, DJ got hurt. Maybe you have Le'Veon Bell and you have LaShawn McCoy uh, and then you uh, got got Hunt and, and you have a, a flex guy. Like, Make a move that makes your team better. 
improve somewhere else. And it's not to say you need to trade him or or that you're going to get negative returns now because of it. It's just making the right moves. And I, I don't think there's ever a, a bad trade as long as it makes your team better. Um, there are bad trades that just give players away or overvalue your own players um, to try to milk out something else from another person. But as we always talk about when Joe and I are on together, it's really about uh, trying to make good trades, uh, make trades that better yourself. And a great trade always helps the other person a little bit too. And uh, the reason being, you want them coming back for more. You want them to come in and think they got the better, uh, and then we'll want to trade with you again. The, the thing I want to focus on right now is that, you know, Joe just went through some of his hot takes. I think Carson Palmer is done. I think that, yes, second half of last year, he was, you know, top seven in a lot of uh, passing categories for uh, the NFL, and it looked like he was a little bit revitalized, but I really thought this was the spot for Palmer. And maybe this is me negatively affected by Carson Palmer because I rostered him a bunch in DFS uh, with uh, Fitzgerald and with uh, uh, John Brown a bit. And and both did fine. Uh, But Palmer with three interceptions uh, was sacked one time, went 27-48. No fumbles, which was a big problem for Palmer at the beginning of last year. Uh, So good to see that. But I just think that Palmer's somebody that you're not going to want to have to deal with this year. Yes, he's going to have upside games. Yes, you know, with Brown and, and Nelson and Brown and uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald and uh, even Jermaine Gresham out there. But if, if David Johnson's out, it just changes the dynamic of that team so much and makes it such a difference uh, that I, I just think Palmer's not even worth it at that point. And, and you should be streaming QBs and single QB leagues. If you're in two QB leagues, it's a different story. Um, obviously, but Palmer's going to be rough. Uh, I think you got to cut bait now. Don't don't suffer through another game like this. And it's going to be tough to to really gauge what the the loss of David Johnson does to this team. Um, not only is he an elite athlete, um, is he a excellent football player, but he is a safety valve uh, for. And of course, so I say all this and then look forward to next week and Palmer plays at the Colts. Ah, he's going to draw me back in, guys. Well, I thought I was out, but he's going to draw me back in. Ah, that's terrible. That is terrible news right there. That Carson Palmer plays at the Colts because it's just going to continue continue my train of trying to get him uh, up and he'll throw three picks there as well so we'll deal with that as it comes but I think Palmer as far as season long goes uh, is going to struggle mightily and will really really be a a tough sell but here seeing that next week they are at the Colts makes uh, a whole world of difference Uh, following Cowboys then 49ers then Eagles Buccaneers Rams uh, 49ers again obviously that whole NFC West uh, schedule will, will make a big difference but Overall, I'm staying away from Palmer. Maybe next week he'll draw me back in one more time, uh, and we'll have to make it work a bit. Uh, overall, uh, a rough day for me in Daily Fantasy. Uh, lots of near misses, uh, guys that just didn't come through for their salaries. Um, Roethlisberger was okay. Jordan Howard was all right. Had a TD, which helps a lot. Um, Antonio Brown was really the one that uh, made it happen uh, with a little Evan Ingram still going now. Paul Richardson had a decent day uh, for Seattle, too. Four receptions, 59 yards. like to see him get more involved as the year progresses, uh, see if they can't open up some of the offense for the likes of a Richardson and Lockett uh, behind Doug Baldwin as the season uh, goes along. Lots to get to uh, as we go through the rest of the show. We have two more hours uh, right here talking about the fantasy football day that was on the Fantasy Football Rewind show. Uh, We are going to continue 
uh, talking about studs and duds. We're going to look a little bit ahead to next week. Make sure you guys are as prepared as possible for week two uh, in the NFL season. We'll talk about some waiver wire pickups. We already mentioned, uh, obviously, uh, Cohen there in Chicago as a potential play. Nelson Aguilar will probably be popular as well, uh, but we'll get through some of that. And we'll be joined next hour by John Laub of football diehards. You've heard him here uh, on Fantasy Sports Radio Network plenty of times, uh, especially along with Joe here on the Fantasy Black Book Show. So we have lots to get to, lots to talk about here on the new show that's on the air as we talk the Fantasy Football Rewind Show. We get you up to speed on all the news and notes throughout the NFL about fantasy football and how to make winning lineups each and every week. More to come. We'll be back right after this on the Fantasy Football Rewind Show. Rewind Show.